0: On the phone right now, we're going to say good day to a player, agent, so there's plenty going on in that space right now, but also a superstar from the Essendon Footy Club, 270 Ooh, yes. games, 471 goals, premiership player in 2000, best and fairest winner twice. We say good evening to Scotty Lucas. Good day, Scotty. Good evening. Thank you for joining us, mate. Where do we find you? Uh, no, just um,
1: driving to just get some supplies, not travelling any more than
0: 5 K's from home oh very good No, as you right by the rules I like that I like that yes yeah. yeah, well, have you yeah. seen have you seen the Bombers this year mate very exciting uh, win on the weekend
1: yeah look it was it was uh, a really pleasing um, performance by them as a, an ex player and uh, yeah they've just shown some real growth in their play this year I think um, coach has done a really good job bringing them together brought in some younger players into the club, early draft picks that look really promising going forward. And, uh, yeah, they're a group that you would think are going to develop over the next two or three, even four years uh, before they're playing their best football. But some really positive signs at
2: the moment. Scott, uh, Alex here. Do you have any particular favourites of the group at the moment?
1: Uh, No, look, in my... uh, uh, job, we manage five or six of them, so we're always keen to see those boys do well. But, uh, look, um, overall, it's uh, good to see them doing well. I know I always like a, a forward that kicks goals, so it was good to see Peter Wright slot some
2: goals on the weekend. Yeah, I was going to say, he had a big big seven-goal performance. I guess sort of makes uh, makes all the Bomber supporters flash back to a sort of seven-goal performance of your own. Uh, obviously very famous game. Uh, Herdy and Sheed's last game. I just want to know why, I suppose, what drove you that game to want to, I don't know, send them off as, as well as you did to get that, try so hard to get that win. W- what was driving you there?
1: Uh, well, look, I, I think I was driven, I think all players are driven every week. Some, some days it works out better than others. I'd have been, if I could um, package that up, to perform like that more often it would have been great but um, footy's a funny game look we just wanted to do as best we could it was the end of the season and uh, provide a, I guess a fitting send off to two legends of the Essendon football club now we didn't get the win we uh, were a team outside the ace they were a top four team but it was a decent performance I think we might have gone down by a goal or so in the end so yeah whilst we didn't get the four points we performed reasonably well
3: Scotty, it's uh, was it here just in regards to your sort of playing career? Are, are you sort of romantic in football? Do you look back and if you is there something that stands out that you, that you either saw or felt yourself that was just just sort of made your career? Um, well, no, I guess when I look
1: back, I, I think the, the overwhelming senses of satisfaction to have played in a Premiership. I mean, I think that's why we all set out, that's what we set out to achieve, playing a a team sport and that, and to win an AFL Premiership was my dream, so to fulfil that uh, was particularly pleasing, but um, overall, uh, the thing that you take away from your your playing career for me is just the people you meet, the friends you make, uh, and what we're able to share as a playing group, because you know, 2000 was a really special season for us. If anything, it just makes you more disappointed that we weren't able to win more.
0: It's crazy. Every Essendon support, every player we've had on have said the same thing that they're only you know happy just they're not happy with just the one. Must be, I mean, obviously very competitive mindset, but surely um, you know sort of one's enough. I'd like one at my club.
1: Yeah, look, I. I, I can't speak for the others other than perhaps it has something to do with the fact that you know, we did finish on top of the latter three years in a row and only won the one flag, so for me that's a, a sense of disappointment that we weren't able to convert those, and then there's that sense of envy that a team like Brisbane, who won three flags, didn't finish on top in either of those years. So, And, you know, there's a sense of envy and even jealousy that they were able to win three. So, look, grateful that we got one. But, um, you yeah, know, I think all of us would have liked to have got more. I think, you know, the 99 one stands out where I think most and fully acknowledge it's, you know, September's the month that counts. But, you know, feel that we were the best team right up into that point. And to not get the flag that year is a real sense of disappointment. And, and you know... Had a significant
3: role in driving the group in 2000. Yeah, we had uh, Dennis Bagan on last week, and uh, he actually said himself that in '99 uh, North weren't the best team. That the Essendon was clearly the best team, but he he looks back too and, and looked at '98 and thought well they were the best team. North were the best team then. So it's uh, it's one of those things where you just got to um, be good at the uh, September end of the end yeah, of the year. Um, Scotty, just yeah. on your on your player management, too, have you had someone come through that you thought wasn't quite there, but he's just surprised you, and all of a sudden uh, the big dollars are coming? Uh,
1: look, I think any. Look, a lot of your players. Look, a, a guy like, see, you're right. A guy like Sam Walsh, you, He's drafted at pick one, you, you fully expect all things going well that he's going to be an excellent player. Um, and then, look, you, you look at guys that. I think when you ask that question, you think of later draft picks, rookies, etc. Two rookies for us, one is Tom Papley, who, you know, he's an excellent AFL player, and despite being a rookie, I don't think he's ever played a reserves game, which just shows the impact he had right away, and then a young defender that's come in uh, to the Adelaide team this year, that's a rookie, Jordan Butts, is uh, really playing some strong football as a key back, and You know, you look at the week, Andy, he did an excellent job on Charlie Dixon. So there are two, amongst others, that you just look at as rookies and so forth and think that, you know, for whatever reason, they've slid down the draft order. But if they get their chance, they're an excellent chance to have a career. And uh, they're two examples.
2: Scott, I, I sort of want to know about, in terms of player management, obviously you've done development coaching and coaching juniors as well. What about player management for you is, is different to those and why is that, I guess, the the primary focus at the moment?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, it's just something that I got in, involved or an opportunity came up. I was keen at the administration side of football and an opportunity came up to get involved in the management side of things. And that's not something I initially thought I would get involved in, but, you know, very quickly I learned that in many ways, play management, it's an extension of a football club in that we're all in this together trying for our player to be the best player he can be and create an environment that allows him to do that. Um, I, I guess the area where we uh, digress a bit is when it comes to the contracting of a player where you know they're playing great footy and you have a view of what they're worth and the club might have a slightly different view. But by and large, I really enjoy that welfare side of things and helping players through their career. Yeah, which is which has been the
0: the the most satisfying one to to get done in your eyes? Uh,
1: Look, that's a good question. Um, I think someone possibly like an Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody. That uh, he came down from the Twe, started playing some local football and some TAC Cup football. He was overlooked in a couple of drafts. And then finally he's got his chance and gone on to be an excellent AFL player just through a lot of hard work and support around him. I think he's been one that is particularly, you know, satisfying for him that he's been able to achieve
3: that through a lot of hard work by him. And just on back to your footy days, you played with some of the greats, James Hurd, you played under one of the greats only, one coach, Kevin Shooty. How's your relationship with those guys now?
1: Yeah, good. Look, um, no doubt. When you finish playing, a little bit like you know any football, you you're off doing other things. And for us, you know, little guys, we saw every day because that was our full time job. Now we're all working in different areas, but clearly we all share a, a common uh, link that we we enjoy catching up and. Um, Reminiscing about old times and, and talking uh, a whole lot of rubbish about how good we were. So, yeah, look, those relationships are lifelong and really strong connections that we have.
2: Who from the Premiership team reckons they're the best? Like, who talks himself up the most?
1: Uh, well, look, Paul Barnard is one that likes to talk about the fact <laughs> he, he kicked four goals in
2: the grand final. So, very rightly so. He's very proud of that. Uh,
1: yeah, I think he would be the one that's uh, most keen on reminding everyone of his contribution <laughs> on that final day. <laughs> <laughs> who, was uh,
3: the, who was the spiritual leader there?
1: Jimmy Sure. Um, yeah, look, I think quite often uh, in a team uh, because perhaps they don't, you know, they certainly don't get the public attention. But internally, they're really revered for the work they do and the effort they put in. And so I think collectively, in many ways, our backline was that, that they were just a group of tough guys that rarely got beaten and hated to lose. Now, I know everyone hates to lose, but they really hated to lose, and it showed in their aggressive play and the way that they attacked their footy. And they were, you know, we we're a very high-scoring team, uh, but in that same breath... That team was an excellent defensive
0: team led by a great backline. certainly was, and that's one of Alex's uh, best known uh, all favourite players comes from the back line, which I've got no idea. You know, with, you know people like yourself and uh, Heard and Lloyd and the team, I don't know how he ends up with a full-back as his uh, favourite player. Um, but just on a midfielder, though, we want to change back to your uh, your your, um, your management now. Uh, your, your thoughts on the Josh Kelly deal? I mean, from outside looking in, I mean, it looks amazing um, that he's been able to uh, trigger a cro- contract for eight years and a lot of money. Like, that would have been super um, impressive to negotiate as a manager. I know you don't manage him, but, I mean, as, as a manager looking at that deal, do you look into the future and think, oh, I could do that?
1: sort of deal with a player you've got? Oh, absolutely. And you're right. Without being uh, privy to all the details around it, certainly uh, it appears to be a great deal for Josh Kelly. uh, And therefore, uh, the manager's done a really good job. Yeah, look, in short, we're always looking for for long... You know, security is everything for a player with the uncertainty around form, injury, etc. So whenever you can uh, secure a long-term contract, that's, in most cases, the favoured outcome. Yeah, so it's yeah, a really strong deal for Josh uh, at a time where you know he's playing some excellent football and has in the past. So really prime mover for the Giants, and I think that uh, is a huge sign of them as a club and in the direction they're going in.
2: Is eight years too long for, for any player, Scott? Like, I suppose you, you always run the risk of, uh, if it doesn't work out, fracturing the relationship with the club or the player, things like that. Is it too long and what are the risks there?
1: Uh, well, well, the risks are, are obvious in the sense that you've uh, agreed to a value in a term. If uh, a player should get injury or loss of form, there can be a lot of years... Uh, left on the contract. And Lance Franklin, I guess, is one of the m- most high-profile or, or the only example of that, uh, getting a nine-year deal. I think this is year eight now. You could look at it at the time and everyone was talking about crazy he's a key forward that I last. But, you know, in that instance, he's been more than worth that to the Sydney Swans, not only in his performance, Uh, and what he's contributed to the team, but also growth of the game and from a marketing point of view, the profile that he brings to it. So, yeah, in isolation, you look at it and you go, gee, that's a long time, but um, luckily for player and club, uh, until the eight years, it's something we probably need to discuss year on year for the next eight years and then we settle on a decision.
0: Right. Would there be any negotiations from here on in? Like, I mean, as you said, all that, but the... You know, just say in three years' time he's out of form. Can you renegotiate? I mean, is that is that what you do?
1: Um, Look, occasionally they can be restructured, but by and large the contract is the contract. Um, Unless there is clauses that are agreed to by both parties right now to review or claw back, should certain criteria not, which is a normal, which is not unusual in a shorter contract anyway that you know the base pay can be adjusted both up and down depending on performance Yeah, it just depends on the specific clauses in anyone's contract
0: Well there's a boy that he plays with at the minute that I don't mind and uh, you wouldn't mind as well as a key forward in Jake Riccardi and I'm pretty sure he's out of contract. Um, Is that any closer to dealing or what's the update there?
1: Uh, Look no update um (laughs) We've had plenty of dialogue with the Giants and we're just working through at the moment. And, uh, you know, there's a little bit of time left in the season, so we'll just work through. But uh, no updates at the moment.
3: North have got a bit of cash. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you also... I hear that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, also, the, the other one I just you know, looked at your list, because you've got a great list of footballers. I, I like it. Um, Jared Lyons, he'd be one of the boys that... He'd be really happy with, you know, coming out of the Suns and delisted by the Suns, and now he's just one of the line's best players, if not one of the game's best players.
1: Yeah, he has. He's been excellent, Uh, no doubt about it. He he started to play some really good football uh, at Adelaide and then uh, he, you know, effectively was squeezed out and an opportunity arose at the Gold Coast, played some strong football there, and then, uh, yeah, he got squeezed out again. Look, I think that... Jared is an excellent footballer, perhaps a touch unfashionable and not a quick player, which perhaps has counted against him at times when clubs have assessed him. But, you know, his output has been outstanding and the results speak for themselves.
0: Yes, uh, very good. And just lastly, Scotty, I know you're a busy man. Who wins this year's premiership in your eyes?
1: I'd have to say Melbourne, wouldn't oh. I? <laughs> no, you don't. To be
0: invited back on the show, you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, that's... Um, that's... Yeah, look at it. Yeah, I, mean, I think, you know, you, you look at it now and it, it really is so even and your thoughts can change week to week. I think any one of Melbourne, uh, Geelong, despite a hiccup on the weekend and the Bulldogs, despite a hiccup on the weekend, all of that strong claims and strong seasons. So I think, you know... Come late in the year, they'll be. Uh, all of those teams have a real claim. But, as we spoke about earlier, that's who really can put it together in uh, September. Yep,
0: No, that's true. and That's what's making me very, very nervous and very sick. Um, but, uh, Scotty, we've got to leave it there, mate. Thank you so much for joining us this evening, mate. It's been great to get an insight into not only your career, but also your uh, agency career. Pleasure, gentlemen.